Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy Wednesday, everyone. So if you're joining us live, welcome. If you're joining us on the replay, welcome. If you're joining us on the audio platform, welcome. So just welcome everyone. So this is episode number 145 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So today we're going to be talking about bringing your sexy back through dance. And the, my guest today is also from Rhode Island. So we're going to have a really great conversation but first, let me introduce myself. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of, front of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. It starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not gonna see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. All that stuff. I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're gonna change your life, and that's how you're gonna leave a legacy for your children and your family. You gotta know your work. And that's me in a nutshell. All right, so when we talk about, you guys, so those of you who watch the show on a regular basis, you know, I talk a lot about self-love, self-care, self-awareness, self-accountability, and the importance of being selfish. So selfish always gets a negative connotation because it means using other people for personal gain. We're not talking about that type of selfish. Those people can suck it, right? We're talking about the personal selfish. We want you taking care of you so you can be happy, so you can be healthy, and you can live your best life. So before we dive into the main topic and I bring on my guest, I have to do the teachable moment of the day. And so today's teachable moment is going to be get started. No matter what it is that you're sitting on, whatever idea, just get started. If you're looking to change change careers, start the process. If you're looking to start a business, get started. If you're looking to cross items off your bucket list, get started. Because newsflash, we are all going to die one day. Every single one of us. We don't know when. So all you have is now. Stop waiting for tomorrow. All you have is right now. Get the process started and you'll never know where it's going to take you. Again, just even with this podcast, a year ago, a year and a half ago, I didn't know what I was doing, how I was going to do it. Where am I going to find guests? I'm Robert Foster outside of Rhode Island. Nobody knows me besides a handful of people. And I'm booking into the end of February in 2022. And there are names far bigger than mine that are still looking for guests for next week. So it's all about getting the process started because you never know. I had I never know that this thing was going to be listened to in 26 different countries. I just saw Finland was added to the list just yesterday. Finland. I don't know anybody in Finland, <laughs> but that, mean, that means I must be doing something right because people are seeking out the content. So whatever idea you're sitting on, just get the process started. You don't need any more education. You don't need to learn anything new. You just have to get started and then doors are going to open for you left and 
right. Jennifer Comstock is in the house. <laughs> My two heroes collaborate. Love it. All right. So my guest today, I had the pleasure of meeting this young woman several years ago. We worked together on a couple projects. I've been to her fitness studio. I've seen her passion for what she does. When you talk to her, she just lives and breathes dance and movement and being in touch with yourself, being in touch with your sexuality and just being who the hell you are meant to be. And so I'm very proud to have her on the show and we'll get to hear her tell her story in her own words. So welcome to the show, Chrissy Filipino. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. So happy to be here. So happy to see you. Yes, nice seeing you again as well. That smile. Love it, love it, love it. All right. So you're still over, you, you were off of Admiral Street, right? Am I, am I right? Yes, I was there up until last year. So I was there okay. for nine years. And nice. then- we moved. We moved to a a better location. Okay. Where, where are you now? On Smith Street. Okay. Yeah. Well, Hold on. What part of Smith Street? Um. So, the one North Providence, like where. Oh, gotcha. As it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Near the Gold's Gym or or whatever yeah. it is now. You exactly you something right? You something. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I used to teach classes over there. And one of my many, many moves <laughs> of my gym, right in, uh, like I said, I think it's UFIT now or something, but there was a yeah. wellness center over there and I used to rent space over there. That was the second location I rented space from. Oh, okay. Like the place that was the physical therapy? Yes. Like on the side? Yeah. Yes, right over I there. I love that. Uh, Jennifer, I'm not putting that comment on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. <laughs> what does she say now? <laughs> I'll show. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> oh god! All right. So, and just uh, give me a quick summary, just of you. So, when I ask you, who is Chrissy? How would you describe yourself? I would say I'm a teacher, a dance teacher, a dancer, performer, a DJ, and um, a life lover. Life lover. I love it. DJ, huh? When, when did you add DJ to your arsenal? <laughs> um, it was actually on accident. It was in 2017. You just tripped and fell on a mixer? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was actually kind of funny. I, um, I was choreographing for a wedding and the DJ was like, you know, you should do this. So I, I told my mom, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to do it. And then she had my like first, my first gig, which was a wedding booked for me in like the next two months. Wow. So. Nice. Thanks nice. mom. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Cause like you can ne never have too many skills and you definitely have the personality for that. Definitely. So have you been, you've been doing dance your entire life? Yes. Age yes. two. Oh, wow. Age two, you can barely walk at age two. I know. I, I, I always try to like grasp stories from my parents. Like I must have been some wild child for them to put me in classes. Yeah. Wow. And so did you go competitive with it? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. I think that started at like age six. Okay. So how much can you remember about, about the journey? I mean, I know between two and six, I don't remember much in my life, but what do you remember about going from just doing it for fun into actually competing? Oh, I, well, so I'm a Leo at heart. Oh, am I? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is why we clicked. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so you know, like, you know, like that feeling of being on stage, yes. being in front of people. It's like, uh, it, it fuels the spirit. So I think for me, it was just, it always felt like that. Even if I wasn't, I, I never really caught like the competitive. It wasn't, I was competitive, but I wasn't like, cause dance is like kind of like a solo sport in a way, but it's also mm -hmm. like a group sport. So like, it's not like I need to go get a goal or like, you mm -hmm. know, in another sport, it's just like, I just want to really hit my lines and, and look really cute and smile and get a gold. Like, and so, and actually it's kind of funny. Like we just, like in dance, we never got anything other than high gold. Mm. So it was, it was kind of funny. Like it never felt, it never felt like 
that feeling like when, cause when I played volleyball, like, you know, you'd feel like, oh, we lost that game. Mm. <laughs> but in dance, I was always winning. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad problem. Right. <laughs> not, not at all. See, it's kind of like, kind of like track and field in a way. Like you're yes. on, you're on a team, but it's still pretty, it's pretty much individual. It's, it's a collection mm -hmm. of individual performances that lead yep. to the overall team score. So yep. even though there were some years where my track team wasn't that great, but I was still able to to win my events, you know, so it's yep. still same thing. But I, I feel you on the competition, like even in the gym, like if, if Jen's still on, she can attest to this. When my classes are small, the energy is just different. When mm -hmm. my classes are big, the beast is unleashed. Oh yeah, I, I absolutely live for that moment. Give me, give me forty people, music cranking, a microphone in hand. That is my jam right there. <laughs> so I which, is, which is why I love weddings because yes. I get un unlimited people yes. and like a crowd to just be like, "Hi, everyone." My name is I know in introverts just don't get it. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right, so so you, you started going competitive at age six, and you just did it all the way through through school. Yeah, so I think yeah, the last competition was probably senior year of high school because in college we didn't compete. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, my first it was like a solo. We went to Connecticut. I hardly remember it, but I remember it was like there was only three people in my school competing, and it was um, these two girls that were like far older than I was and uh and I went with them and like I feel like even my brother remembers this experience we went to like we went I don't know we went to some place like interesting like the memories are so foggy but I remember I just like went out there and did it and uh, had a blast I loved like getting ready getting my hair done makeup costume it's just so so fun so thrilling see and and I think about when people pick on professional athletes, like when they retire and then they unretire and retire, because because people just think, oh well, they had millions of dollars, they should just X Y Z. It's like people mm -hmm. don't people don't understand the rush mm -hmm. that you get, and, and it's every step of the way. Like even now at forty seven years old, I still compete in track meets, and just the preparation, like the night before. Getting my clothes ready, making sure my tights, my tights, my spikes <laughs> are tight, right? My spikes are tight. And just yeah. making sure I have everything ready, driving to the venue, just looking at the track, feeling the breeze of the wind, like all of that stuff ties into it. It's not like just getting out there and running and competing, like it's the entire experience. So I want to assume it's sim similar for you, like on competition day. Yeah, it is. And even like at the studio these days, like we have these little mini performances every night so it's still the same. Even last night, I was like, oh, like, what should I wear? What should my costume be? And I, like, had, like, a little quick change, like, right before I yeah. went out there. Um, so, yeah, it just, it, it's so, it's so exciting. And it's, it never gets old. Yes. So did you study dance in college? I did. I had a minor in dance, which was mm -hmm. very different than I thought it would be. I, okay. I, I it was just, it was very, like, theory based and um it had a lot of like uh history of just like theater in general and film and uh not not really what i thought it would be but you know i did it i was on the company in in college so um if you're on the company you would get credits so i was on the company for four years so that meant that i had like one class just from doing that so we I mean, needed six classes the other ones were just like theater and did a lot of we did a lot of going to shows and then like writing about them like we did a lot of writing a Got lot it. of writing so and not <laughs> as much dance, not as much dancing as I wished for <laughs> all right so what did you what did you see yourself doing post-college like like while you were still in college what was your vision for post-college oh I always thought I was going to own a studio. Like I, okay. I always dreamed of owning a studio. I thought it would be very different than the studio that I own now. But um, I always thought, I would always say to myself, oh, okay, like when I turn 30, I'll own a dance studio. Um, and then, I don't know, when I got to college, I was, I was kind of torn. I didn't know what I was even doing, what I was there for. I was in a like a health policy management um, 
degree that just like didn't suit me. And I was just so mad that, you know, they wouldn't let me pick my elective. So I was just like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I wanted to pick my own elective because it was an elective. And then I just like, dropped out of that, um, that major altogether. Yeah. And um, what happened in college, I, um, I auditioned for so many things on campus, like um, just all these different clubs that you had to like get into you couldn't just join so I remember I think I did like I don't know 13 interviews for different clubs on campus because I really wanted to be involved I really wanted to be with people and one of them was kind of like a silly um so I didn't get any of them except for the dance company and I was like a retreat leader and um something else and then the fourth one I was just kind of like joking and I wanted I auditioned for a um aerobics instructor position on campus, ah. which if I hadn't done that, like, you know, my life would be significantly different. I remember being in like the dorm and just like practicing. And I was, <laughs> I was just like, okay. And I just remember like going, like, like I was acting, like I remember it being like, just like a fun thing. Yeah. And so I got it, but they had never had like a freshman um, be one because like, it was just I don't know. I guess they, no one heard about it until sophomore year or something. I don't know. But it was at that time when it was time for me to teach that they opened up the brand new fitness center on campus. And that was actually around the time that Zumba was coming out. Wow. And uh, I was maybe one of the first to be like licensed in New England because um, I caught wind of it very early. Um, so I brought that to the attention of like the fitness person and like, they didn't want to have me teaching right away, but I was like, well, you don't have this. Um, everyone's going to want this. And I remember like begging for classes and um, she allowed me to have, I think two or three classes. And they just like went off with a huge bang. I had them at 1030 at night. There wow. would be students out the door. We'd have like a hundred people or more in these classes. And, um, and that's, like a real reason why I stayed at that college because um, I, I felt so like I belonged there so much and they like, you know, like I was needed, like they, like everyone needed my, my Zumba class. <laughs> I just love it first class. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know what it is. It's, it's such a difference. I, I, I did a show last week where the, the, the woman works with dementia patients, mm. dementia, Alzheimer's patients. And she had, when she was a teenager, her grandmother had Alzheimer's. So she had a firsthand knowledge. And then seven of her family members, you know, her older aunts and uncles came down with it as well. So she had firsthand experience in working with Alzheimer's patients. And so where that's relevant to what we're discussing is that your, your transition into that, like you still had the passion and love of dance. And then now you found an outlet to where you could use it. Like, and maybe it wasn't what you envisioned in, in the beginning, yeah. but like, I, I see your videos and like, you, you can tell that you love what you do, mm -hmm. you know? And that's why you, that's why you get that, that line out the door because it's not just someone teaching a class mm -hmm. it's someone who absolutely loves what they're doing and mm -hmm. the, the people can tell. You know, oh. that's the thing. It's like people can tell when people come into to my gym. Yes, I'm brash. Yes, I'm tough on them. Yes, I will swear at them if I need to. But they know no one will care about them more than I will. You know, yep. and like, like they know that I will do whatever it takes to help them reach their goal. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like most every trainer out there is going to tell you that. But yeah. like if people leave and then like the best compliment is when they come back. Yeah, you know, it's like they come back and they're like, I just I just can't get that same level that I'm getting with with you. And it has nothing to do on the fitness end. You can learn to climb a rope anywhere. You can learn to dance anywhere. But yeah. getting people that love what they do and they care about your well-being like that's when you hit the home run. Yep. Yeah. So true. I actually had a, a girl um, come to my studio last week and it, it was it was just so, so cute and so honest, like. I was like, I haven't seen you in so long. And um, she had just come one other time. And I asked her, like, I was like, if you don't mind sharing, like, what took you so long to come back? And um, she was like, honestly. And I was like, yeah. She was like, well, I live over an hour away. And um, it was just like, it was, it was really far, you know, the first time I came. And um, I found a place like 15 minutes away from me. And she was like, 
I went twice and she's like, I can't, I can't go there knowing that you're here. Like, so it was just like, she was like, it's just a, it's on a different level here. And so yeah. she was like, and she was like, I don't, I don't love driving, but it, it is just so much more worth it. And I was like, wow, that speaks volumes because yes. like, I can, I can relate to not wanting to drive that far, but also like, you know, when you know what's good for you and you know, what's, you know, better, you're going to want to invest your time in it, even if it's more time. It's not wasted time. Exactly. It's like people will drive for the things they want. It's yep. plain and simple. They they will make pe people will drive, you know, an hour and plus to, to go to the casino to, yeah. to go to go throw yeah. money to a slot machine. But mm -hmm. you try to tell me twenty minutes and three times a week is too far to yep. invest in your health. But that's because we have the Rhode Island syndrome. So oh, I mean really? like in New York, you know, you've got to take the subway 45 minutes just to get to the nearest place. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a normal, it's a normal afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I was in uh, the other side of, of Cranston and when I moved to Warwick, it's it was only a nine-mile difference. Not not even, I don't think, but nine miles. And I lost like 45 people <laughs> from, from nine miles. It's like, seriously? It's like, it's like 15 additional minutes. That's it. But here, that's a big deal. So when people yep. make the drive, it's definitely a compliment to, to you yep. and your services. Yeah, thank you. So I know you're all about helping people bring their sexy back. So when did you when did you shift to that that focus? Okay, so so I opened up the studio, and I was very much like doing the, like the Zumba thing and teaching like you know interval classes, weight classes, butt classes. And um, I, I had this one class once a week called chair. It was like sexy chair. And it was funny because like back in the gold days, that's where I like really taught. That's where I met Jen. Um, that, that class, I always want, I always got like a little sexy with my Zumba. And like, we were even talking about this the other day. Like there was one song, Promises, and promise Sierra and I would like turn the lights off and it was like our little cool down and we would have like a make-believe pole that we would like walk around it and um so I feel like it kind of like started there and then um I had this I had these ideas oh like how cool that would be if we had chairs and then you know when my when I opened up my studio I was like all right well we're gonna have a chair class we're gonna have a class that's like all on the floor and that. I don't know. That was like in my head. So when I taught the chair class, because I had all fitness people, I had to make it somewhat like fitness e and then kind of like just like touch on the dancing for them. So the prime, like most of the class was fitness. It was like Pilates. It was like a bar mm -hmm. class basically with a chair um, with little elements of um, of like a little, you know, shoulder roll here and there. Um, and then I would teach them a very short routine. And then like, that was it. It was like an hour and 15 or an hour and a half. Um, and then uh, like a couple of years later, I just, I really wanted to teach people how to twerk. So in 2013, I had my first twerk shop and um, remember that. yeah, it was, it was, it was really fun. And then I went through like several different, like, um, like health problems. I had my knee issues. I had, you know, tumors in my knee, two knee surgeries two car accidents that were like really bad. And I just had to like for four years or five years, I had to just really focus on um, just like getting better and making sure I could walk. Cause there was like a period of, like there was like a year where I actually didn't even walk and I taught all my classes from a chair, wow. um, ironically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, it was after that, I was like, you know, I really want to get back into like the twerk shop. So I think I had like a couple other twerk shops and I was like, well, that was like really fun. And um, I don't know what did it, but I remember having this class. I remember thinking like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this class. And I remember thinking with this girl, like, oh my gosh, just brainstorming all these ideas for what my, my heels class was going to be called and came up with the, the name strut. Um, because like really like in life, you have to, you have to strut your stuff. Like you have to feel confident strutting into whatever you're going into if that's like a new like going into school when you're older going to a new job like you can't just like get in there you have to like you have to strut so <laughs> um so i had that class and it was like once a month on a sunday morning 
which is so funny because like our classes are all at night now. And um, it's just like, you know, it's the vibe in the morning and the vibe at night is just, it's different. Um, but, um, <laughs> that is in the morning and it would just be like, you know, teaching like class, like normal stretch warm up and going into a routine, which at the time I was, I was so used to teaching children um, because when I first opened up the dance studio, it was, it was kids. So it, for five years, I taught children how to dance. I had an elementary um, special ed background from college. And um, I just thought I was like, I was so good with kids that I thought that I had to like teach kids, but um I don't like that. I, <laughs> I like being sexy and I like being flirty and um, I like saying things I'm not supposed to say um, and get, getting reactions out of people. So um, anyway, I had the, the, those classes just kind of end, but I still had these adults like come for certain parts of those. So when I would have like the recital for the children, I would have the adults like do like a dance or two and they would come in and I don't know. I just really, really liked that. So um, let, me, let, me, let me jump in real, yeah. let me jump in real quick. Right. Let, me, let me write down kids to adults so, so you can pick up where you left off. Because I remember when we were chatting. Right. Remember this yeah. one? We were, we were business plot, plotting and stuff. Yeah. Remember I said to you, I was like, are you a fitness studio or are you a dance studio? And you're like, well, I'm kind of both. I was like, you know, but for marketing, it's really tough to market both. Yeah. And it's like, you, like you kind of either have to splice the two, or yeah. you have to pick one. Mm -hmm. You know, and and remember, I had said about the kids, like, do you prefer kids or do you prefer adults? And yeah. even even then, you said, you know, you prefer the adults, but you're like, but how can I leave the kids? Mm -hmm. And so. Once actually like that. <laughs> it's like once Jen started posting some videos, I was like, I see Chrissy's dance studio evolved a little bit. Right. And so, and so I started paying attention to what you had going on. And that was that was when I reached out to you because like because you know we've had those conversations. Like, and I want to dive deeper into to how you finally came to the came to the decision to pursue that end of it. Cause I knew that's what you really wanted. Cause remember when we were talking, I would tell you, you would always light up when you spoke about the adult fitness, you know? So it's like, it's like just cause you're good in one area doesn't mean that's where you are meant to be. Yeah. When you, when you light up, that's where you're meant to be. So yeah. take me, take me through how you made that decision to go that way. Well, I, I, it got really easy because like my, so and this is funny, this like might have to like relate to DJing a little bit, but like pitch song selections for children is very difficult. And like, so I remember having like, just always a tough time with like, what songs are gonna be appropriate for these kids to dance to? And like, how will I, um, how will I give them, like, cause the studio I grew up in was very just like, like everyone just knew, okay, like this is, we were half, shirts we wore booty shorts like we were you know 12 or 10 or whatever we were and we were wearing makeup like it was just like everyone was adjusted to it, it was like the it was a showbiz like that's what it was um but like you know you're telling you're telling kids like and their parents that aren't familiar with that that's like a shocker like makeup on my eight-year-old yeah makeup on my five-year-old like what she's not wearing any like so it was a very different mentality and um so that was, that was one thing. Um, the disrespect with the parents, like that was, that was another thing. Like, I just, I, I don't want to be like involved in that. <laughs> like, um, uh, I had like just parents, well, my, my kid has a pool party, um, on the day of the recital. So can you move the recital? <laughs> gotcha. No, <laughs> like, oh. so it was just like a different, um, level of commitment. That, or, or everyone thinks that their kid's a star and yeah. they're just not. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that. And, and like, um, you know, with the way that um, dance goes, it's it's built off of the last week. So if you weren't there for the week before, yeah. the next week is going to be catching you up. If you're not there for two weeks in a row, it's going to be like, and I didn't want to deal with that. I wanted to, like, I'm a very creative person. So it would stunt my creativity and like 
I just wanted to teach, 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 teach and mold and um, to have to like review and go back. Oh, this person's not there. This, But then also just like the whole babysitting thing that that it felt like too. Yes. Like it just, I don't know. It just wasn't, it, it just soon got to be not fun. Yes. And yes. yeah. And then the, the adults was just, it was just, it's so fun. I can't get enough of it. So yes. like, See, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait till dance tonight. Like all excited. I love it. See, I used to teach kids classes at, at RBF. Yes. And it's like, I taught them. I, I did well with it. You know, the class grew, but oh boy, did I not like it. Yeah. <laughs> I did not like it at all. I don't know if it's because I have five of my own kids mm-hmm. and then I don't want to deal with other people's kids. And, yep. and like, and it was really nothing against the kids, you know, like for the majority, they were all good kids, but I just didn't want to deal with deal with. It. I have a hard enough time getting the adults to focus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, so. like, there was like an authenticity missing from my teaching style because I feel like my I'm a very sexual being. And so yeah. like I I want to be able to say things. I want to be able to teach things in the way I need to teach them. And and like, you know, with kids, I always felt like I was like, watch, like, how am I going to word this? How am I going to, you know, and like with your body, like no matter what dance you're doing, you have to be able to initiate movement from your rib cage. It's not that it's sexual. It's just like, that's a very, very like, and I had this one parent, like, I will not have my child doing that. I'm like, your child will never be a dancer then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I just had way more fun with adults. Yeah. I mean, you have to be your, your authentic self. You, mm-hmm. you, you have to, you have to be like when I had, I, I was talking with a speaker coach and she was telling me, if you want to be taken serious as a speaker, you know, you have to start dressing more professional. You know, like you can't be going to, to events in a tank top and sweatpants. And I was like, but I'm a gym owner. Like, this is what yeah. I wear. You know, yeah. if I if I was a CEO of some Fortune 500 company, then I would dress appropriately. But I'm a gym owner, yeah. so and yeah. and even still, every event I've gone to, not one person. I can't say that except initially, I did this event at the Northern Rhode Island Chamber of Commerce, and like and, and I walked in and you could cut the judgment with with a knife when I walked in that door, but by the time that that meeting was over. Everybody was asking for my business cards and how can we con- how can we connect with you? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? So it's like that. No, it's like being me is the best thing for me. Yes. If I show up in a shirt and a tie, the way my body holds, I mean, amidst heat, I'd be leaving with sweat patches. <laughs> I'd be I'd be a hot, sweaty mess. Yep. And, and I wouldn't be happy. It's, it's like yep. I don't I don't wear this to show off my shoulders. I wear this for body temperature regulation, <laughs> you know. But so that's that reason. The other part is because it's a walk in business card. Yep. You know, and it's it's just who I am. Like I am an athlete. Exactly. I'm an athlete. I'm a gym owner. This is who I am. Yeah. So if, if the words coming out of my mouth don't overshadow that, then that's on me as a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I've never had one person say, you know, I, w- I really wish you dressed a little better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. as long as the content of what you're putting out matches who you are. Yep. You know, the sky's the limit. So. Yep. All right. So now here's right off right off your website. Mm-hmm. And. Wait, hold on. Let me get there because it's not moving. I think I have to be here. There we go. Now we're moving. So how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> so take me through that evolution. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see. So I started that strut class. Uh, it was once a month. And then, um, you know, I really loved it. And I, like, <laughs> I guess what I was upset about was like the attendance. Cause like what we were saying before, like us Leo's, like we love a crowded room. Yes. So when I was bringing this brand new class into my studio, it meant that it wasn't going to be appealing to the fitness people, the people that just wanted, you know, just a good workout and yeah. feeling sexy. It was a completely different class. Um, people thought maybe they needed a dance background or whatever the case. Um, and it was so infrequent too. So it was kind of like no one could really like catch up on the pattern. But 
also like I, I hadn't mastered my like marketing skills yet. I still haven't, I haven't done that either, but it's still like a work in progress to figure out how to like beat Instagram and like, um, not get my stuff taken down because it's so sexy. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, I just really wanted the class and then someone told me like, um, if you really want the class, then you have to have the class like every week. And I was like, okay. So I committed, I just remember committing, like this class is going to happen. Like no matter what, every Wednesday, if there's one person, if there's like two people, five people, whatever it is, whatever the case, I, I, I basically like accepted like, okay, I'm not going to have a crowded room. And I just like went full in and, and I went for consistency. So once that happened, I was able to really build my clientele and, and it, it was like, it was still very slow. Like even looking back at it, I'm like, wow, that like really did take a while. Um, because what was tough was like, it was hard to market a class that I didn't have people in there for. Like, mm. how can I show the class about the people? So finally, um, I had this like, twerk shop, another twerk shop. And I was able to have a videographer um, capture that. And you know, the, the videographer is actually my boyfriend um, now, but um, he was able to capture that moment. And I was able to, at the time, I can't anymore, but at the time I was able to put ads behind that on Instagram. Um, now they'll say that it's too sexy, but at the time it worked out because people were seeing that this thing existed in Rhode Island of all places. Yeah. And um, it brought people and um and then with that that just kind of like spit fire to me like it gave me that reinforcement that i needed as a leo um <laughs> and as a teacher um you know teachers need bodies to teach so um i did have this one girl who was like um sharonda she's so consistent and she would come to me like no matter what every week and we would have our little private lesson if it was that or um you know just the the three of us, whoever was in the room. And it was, it was her consistency. Like I, like she was showing up for me. And that was the one thing I always had to tell myself, like when I had a class that was smaller, like, okay, well this person actually took time out of their day to like come and see you, Chrissy. Like you need to give them everything you can because they could do anything right now. And they're with you. So yes. it was, like a, it was like a great reality check for me. Um, and then with that, like it just grew and then it just like grew and grew and grew. And then I was like, you know, we need to have a specialized beginner class so that people can feel comfortable coming in with like knowing that the level is going to be beginner. And um, so we did that. And then it went from like once a week to three times a week nice. to um, me just like feeling like I needed to take take it because Strut is everything. It's dance hall. It's Afrobeat. It's hip hop. It's pop. It's R and B. It's contemporary. It's all these different styles fused into one. But then there's specialty like styles that I needed to have to tell people like, okay, well actually you like you you want to get slow and sexy. Okay, well we're gonna have a slow and sexy workshop. Okay, you want you want to dance with a chair? Well, we're gonna have a chair workshop. You want to dance contemporary? We're going to have a contemporary workshop. And so that's kind of like how it evolved into like having these like extra sexy classes and um, or these sexy classes with a chair or these classes with, um, you know, a contemporary vibe. And we're all in like barefoot. Um, and then I just the obsession it was just, I need to have this class. I need to do this class. Oh, I need this. I need this song. And I know I'm going to need three hours to teach it. Like, and, and that's just kind of how it, it just spit fired into that. Okay. So walk me through your, your beginner class. So if someone's watching this and they're, they're intrigued, but they're kind of nervous is like, so what's the process for getting started? Okay. So, and everyone will be nervous because it's, it's something, it's something that you're thinking about doing and you haven't done it yet. And that tells me like you're something's holding you back. Otherwise you would have already taken my class or you haven't heard about me yet. So, yeah. um, so someone will typically watch me for like a year before they even come in, which is like, or even like a couple months they'll come in. Um, I start every class the same way. I start in a circle. The, um, the teacher in me, the school teacher in me, like needs to have something that unifies us all. So, um, I start in a circle. We do an introduction. Um, the dance world is very evil and nasty. 
Um, and like growing up in it, it was like, it was, if I didn't love it so much and if I wasn't like as good as I was, I, I probably wouldn't have lasted because it was so evil. Like the girls are just mean, the teachers, like there's favorites, there's all this stuff that I told myself when I opened, like I would never, ever want to have, I would never want to have that feeling. I would never want someone to feel the way I felt about dance. Cause it, like it, it takes the joy out. Um, so I, I wanted everyone to just know that we are all one. So we start in a circle, we say our names. I ask them some type of question. It gets us all in the same playing field so that everyone can relate to someone else in the room, knowing that we're all here for a reason and we're all ready to, to shine and to learn. Um, so after that, and, and they can stretch during that time. Like I kind of, I stretch so they can follow along or they can do whatever they need to do. But I always start my class with that. Um, and you won't find that in studios because most of the time they face the mirror. They don't talk to each other. They just get going and it's all business. Um, but we have this amazing community at the studio where like people actually like they made friends, they go do outings together. They, yes. we, we went to Martha's Vineyard this summer. We're going to Cancun in in March to celebrate, right. um, you know? So, and then it just goes into any, any routine that I'm teaching. I'll show the song of the night because it's usually a secret until the night that I, you know, release it. And, you know, we vibe with the song as it plays. And then I start teaching it. And the way that the beginner class works as opposed to a non-beginner class is just the pace at which I'm going and what I'm specifically talking about. So I'll I'll still teach the same moves. Like we'll still do a turn, but I might spend more time teaching you the turn. We okay. still might do a, you know, a knee spin into like a sexy roll onto the floor, but I might need to review that like four times as opposed to just telling you we're going to do it. Yeah. So it's just, but it's the same stuff. So that's why people are kind of like, oh, is it beginner enough? I teach to the who is, whoever is in my room. And that's the pace that I go. Because so it's kind of more like an open level. But it, I call it beginner because it's like that word like kind of rings a bell for people. They're like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> so so with, with my classes, because, you know, like I said, you can go anywhere to learn push-ups, to learn how to squat, to learn, you know, core strengthening. You know, anybody, any trained professional can teach you how to plank. But I try to, I try to make it beyond fitness to where, mm. to where we're repairing their mind, we're reframing their thought patterns, to where we're building confidence, we're building resilience, and yeah. getting them to stop limiting themselves. Yes. You know, so it's like... Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, I don't teach my classes just so I can be, oh, Rob's classes are so, so tough. Like, it, it's not about that. It's like, I make them tough to make them tougher, Yeah. you know? And then that yeah. translates out into everyday life. So what is the higher meaning for yours? So you, you get them in there and they have the attire on and you have your, your choreography going on. Is there, there just something bigger that you're trying to accomplish there? Yeah. Like a hundred percent, all of that. Like, so people come in and um, they're they're finding themselves again. So they're like my mission statement. I help women and men find their sexy and fall in love with their bodies through dance. So um, you know, people come in maybe with you know a broken heart, or um, they're coming in just not loving themselves. Like there's there's some kind of pain that they're, they're dealing with and dance has brought them to me. Dance has brought them to me because, you know, what is it? Um, you, you get, you sell them. What, what is it? What's the phrase? You sell them what they want, but you give them what they need or yeah. something like that. So yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like they want to learn how to dance, but in the end they get these, um, the, the, I call them pep talks like from me. And it's, <laughs> it's like, cause what happens is they just, beat themselves up. They're standing there. And then we talk a lot about vulnerability because yes. um, you strip, you, you're basically, not only are you in like some sexy outfit, if you are, um, so you're already like a little bit exposed, but yeah. your heart is exposed and you're vulnerable. And um, it's begin learning something in front of others is always going to be a vulnerable experience because yes. like to, to show yourself learning something is, is, vulnerable it's it's 
kind of scary and you have to like show that you're not perfect. Um, people aren't used to that. So um, we talk a lot about that and that being okay. We talk a lot about progress and there's no overnight, there's no overnight dancer. There's no overnight success. There's no, um, and we, and we know all this, um, but for whatever reason, people come in to their beginner class and they, they expect to leave with a hundred. And I always tell them, if you're striving for a hundred, don't strive for 50, yeah. leave feeling 50. And you're going to have a different outlook if you if you get to 50, because if you're hitting 100, I'm not your instructor. You're not in the right class. Yeah. You need to be like maybe, I don't know, like on stage with Beyonce if you're hitting 100 in my class. <laughs> like, so, um, so, yeah, like I, we talk about that. We talk about, um, you know even the commitment to coming to class, like the more consistent that people are, as you see at the gym, like the more consistent people can be, the more that it's in their schedule, the more that they're putting themselves first, um, the more that they're going to be able to like attach themselves to the possibility of, if I stay with this, I will grow. If I stay with this, I will be better. Um, so it's wrapping the, their head around that mindset. And then also just like throughout the class, like I'm, like you said, I'm constantly throwing things at them like, okay, well, there's this. And in dance, it's funny because it's like the, the form is very intricate. Like if we go really into it, like you're standing up, you have like a slight angle here. Your head is slightly doing this. Your eyes are doing this and you want to make some facials. Oh, and then don't forget, you're going to do your hair whip. Make sure your arms are straight. Make sure your elbows in line with the shoulder and slightly in front. Like there's just like very, very particular stances and alignments. Um, but if that was if that was the goal, then that was uh, then that's not that isn't the goal. The goal isn't to be perfect. We're not about. One of my students is like, guys, we're not on safety. You can dance. Relax. Like and it's just like that. It's like we're not. We're not trying to perform tonight. We're not. You know, a routine that you would perform, you would spend hours and hours perfecting and making it so much in unison that every timing and every mark was being hit with like exact perfection. That is like what you strive for. But in a class where you're just learning a routine, that's it. Like you're just learning a routine, you're there for fun. Um, yeah. So we talk a lot about that, a lot yeah. about that. To, that. to that point, think about Olympic athletes. Like you can take like gymnasts, you can take synchronized swimmers, you can take any, any number, any number of things where, where you're judged on points, diving. How often are perfect scores given? <laughs> it's exactly. so rare. So, so rare. And one of the biggest things that I hear when I'm working with, with, with people is the fear of failure. It's like you fail daily, every friggin' day, yeah. you know? So it's like, don't, don't worry about the failure. Worry about the comeback. Yeah. You know, it, it's okay if you fall down. You got to come back. That's yeah. not a problem. See, and, and I love, I love what, what you're doing, you know, when when you watch it, like when you watch the videos, and, and I can just like picture people saying, "I would never do that," oh, and yeah. and you're the one that should, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're the yeah. one that should. So so you can face that vulnerability, and you can just see see I did that, and deep down nobody really cares. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's what, that's what yeah. people don't realize. People think just people just walk around just caring about what they do. Nobody cares. No just one. do what you want to yeah. do. Be happy. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's and, so true. And Jennifer says, when we all cry and you stop the class for Chrissy Pep Talks. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> they, yeah, they. I do. I will stop the class. I will stop the class. I'm like, all right, gather around. Let's <laughs> chat. And it just reframes. It resets everything. So it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to have this expectation on myself. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, and then when we get back to like what you want to dance for, like people have multiple different reasons for joining dance. They, you know, maybe they want to actually learn some moves. Maybe they want to perform for their, you know, their spouse. Maybe they want to um, surprise, you know, uh, whoever. Maybe yeah. not this <laughs> um, but maybe they want to do it for themselves. Maybe they want to lose weight. Whatever the case is, um, I try to bring them back to the reason why they're there. Yes. And and it's not you're gonna go and perform right now. 
That's not usually the reason. The reason isn't to come to me to be like, yeah, I'm trying to perform on stage with Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. No. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think that, I think that what dance brings people is um, just an easier way to streamline the things that they need to work on. So like it brings things to the root of it a little bit faster when you're in a room full of women all experiencing the same things. So it tells people like, oh, I didn't know that I, that I tell, we have a rule at the studio. Can't say the word can't. Mm. You can't. And if you do, you have to either give us a solo or you have to give us three things that you love about yourself and not the superficial things. Um, and and it, it trains people. People will tell me, like, I didn't know I talk that negatively to my in my head about myself. Yeah, yeah I and, hear that, too. Yeah. And it's it's so sad sometimes to hear, like, the way people say things to themselves. And I just did a post on this the other day about, like, can you look in your yourself in the mirror and can you say the things you say say to yourself like and envision the person in the mirror as like one of your best friends can you like mm. can you do that no the answer is no like no one would be that mean to that person but yet they're so mean like they'll say stuff like oh i'm such a fuck up oh i'm such a this i'm yes. such a like oh i'm like and it's and if they're replaying that in their head all throughout the day it's no wonder they're gonna believe it yes you know, yeah. so we try very hard to like, and I love it actually when they do say those things out loud because it gives me an opportunity to do it. So if they kept it in, like I wouldn't know that they're they're doing it, but I do kind of know because I read body language, so I can tell like when they're going down the the path, the downward the downward spiral, spiral activity yeah. because I feel the energy shift in my yes. room, and I'll I'll mm -hmm. stop everything because it's yeah. not a as much as it's about the dance, it's not about the dance. Exactly. It's about personal development. Yep. See, it's like when people ask me all the time, oh, you're a personal trainer? I say, no, I'm saying I'm a personal development coach. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just how you use dance as your outlet, I use mm -hmm. fitness as my outlet. Like yep. it's, But we have the same common goal of making people better because yep. there, there's nothing worse than someone who has <laughs> all the skills, all the talent, but they don't have the mindset to go with it. So yeah. then- then it, it's useless, you know? Well, and it also brings the room down. Like, I can't well, tell you, like, like, certain times where I've had a student and I've just been like, all right, you got to stop. Like, mm. like, like everyone can feed off of, if people can all feed off of good energy, they can feed off of bad energy. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to, like, set the expectation in the room first that, like, you can't, you can't speak to yourself like that, at least not in my presence. Yes. Yeah. And, and going back to what I, what I started this with about the self-care, self-love, self-awareness, you know, be selfish, you know, the positive selfish, because yeah. when, when you do that, like you are, you're truly alive then, yeah. you know, it's like people keep saying, Oh, I, I'm a parent now. I have to put, put myself in the back burner. I'm like, that's the stupidest thing you can do. Yeah. It's like, and I don't understand why that's, that's accepted. Like my kids see the things that I do. They see, when, when I take my getaways and when we go do hikes and all this other, like, like they see all these things, like dad's doing the thing that he enjoys is I'm letting you know, when you grow up, do the things you enjoy. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't get stuck in that box of working nine to five and, mm -hmm. you know, and only mowing the lawn and raking the leaves. And you do that for 40 years, you retired and you wait to die. Like, I don't want that to be their reality. And mm -hmm. so if I can show them, listen, I can do everything that I need to do. I can be at the gym. I can do the podcast. I can be at all of your sporting events. And I can be at the chorus and the band and all this other stuff. I, I can do all that, the orientations, the open houses, mm -hmm. and still do everything that I love. Yep. You know, it's like that's what I want them to understand. See, so, mm -hmm. so that, that goes far beyond fitness. So yep. I'm trying to help other people see that. Like when you are operating at 100%, everyone around you benefits but if yeah if you're shining at, yeah. at your job yeah. you know that's great that you're shining at your job but mm -hmm. then in everyday life you're a shell of yourself you're not yep. truly living yep and you're not your true authentic self yes yes mm -hmm. exactly so what are what are next steps for you 
Um, okay, so let's see. Um, I, back in the day, um, like 10 years ago, I used to pay a lot of attention to my YouTube channel and I would make these videos. So I have just recently like invested in some studio equipment and I'm going to really pay attention to my YouTube channel. I really want to, I want to, I want to continue making this impact. Um, but I, I don't want to be limited to Rhode Island. I would love to like take this class like on tour. Um, but I do need to create more awareness. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do some YouTube videos and I want to create a, so like at this time, wait, not this time last year, but right before the pandemic, actually, like before we even knew it was coming, I was creating an online course. Um, and then once it hit, obviously, um, mm -hmm. I was, I was online for classes and, um, it was just too much online. So I, I kind of took a break from building the online course. But now I'm revisiting it and I realize the way that I want it structured is differently than the way that I thought it was going to be. So I I would love to create like a subscription type um, website where I'm like teaching what I'm teaching yeah. in the classroom. But um, there's just like and even people who are, live here, they could you know benefit from it, too, if they want a routine like, oh, I missed that night. I really want to learn that routine. They could learn it from home. But I do want to teach like the mindset stuff within the dance um, and just have more, just have a place to put more content. I feel like I'm a little bit limited with Instagram and TikTok. A lot of my stuff gets taken down. Um, so I'm thinking. Which, which boggles my mind because I see some raunchy stuff on Instagram. <laughs> so that boggles yeah. my mind a little. Yeah. I know. And it's so random. Actually, I had my TikTok completely taken away from me. Mm. I, I had at the time like 60,000 followers and like wow. that was it. I was just starting to make like a little bit of income on it. Um, and just like overnight. Yep. Gone. So wow. um, it's amazing that, yeah, you can see all these things that are similar, if not worse in the yeah. way they're thinking of it. Cause it's not that it's worse. Yeah, so there's private platforms, uh, like one, one is called Locals, that, uh, which I'm going to be starting one on there too, because not this show, this show is just all about po positivity, mm -hmm. but I, I, do a, I do a second one, which is a, a debate style show. Oh. So, so, you know, so we, we tackle the tough topics and, you know, what's going on in Afghanistan and, mm -hmm. you know, Larry Elder getting the egg thrown at him by the woman in the gorilla suit, you know, so, mm -hmm. so, so it's like, like we talk about those topics, but yeah. of course, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Google, like they'll, they'll take that stuff down in a minute if it goes against their, their narrative, but yeah. having, a, having a, a private place to back, to back up to, they can't touch that. Yeah. You know, yep. so like if something like that does happen, you at least like in lo locals is a subscription based thing, too. So so people would join your join your channel for your content. Mm. You know, so, so that's an avenue that you could explore and I can yeah. help you out with the marketing stuff, too. Yeah. So like okay. it's, it's so much easier now too, to mm -hmm. market, to find find your audience. And, yep. you know, like for for me, I would just I, for, for you, I would recommend just finding people who like fitness mm. like like that's that's your demographic that you could get to shift over into what what you're doing now you know, you know from a marketing standpoint that pull pull people aren't my my clientele's no it's like no um it's like it's not it doesn't ever match up the energy doesn't match mm. it's actually like it's the you know the the teacher who's like um, a, she used to be a dancer, like when she was, um, and because pole, pole students, they already have the confidence to go into the pole room and start dancing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but the people that I work with are the people that don't have that yet and would never do that. Um, mm. so, and I find actually, I have I actually have a disclaimer on my, <laughs> my, my, um, email that's too, specifically to poll teachers and poll students that they're stepping into my world. So, wow, um, so like it actually, it's kind of like an interesting, uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All but, right. but yeah, never, I, never I, mind I, then. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but no, I, um, I'm sure. No, but similar to that, like, I feel like there would be a, another keyword, like, yeah. like dance or like mm. heels is begin becoming so popular too. Okay. Like heels dance. Yeah. So yeah. people are searching that. Yeah, it's like you'll. I mean, you'll you'll know you'll know your your demographic, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like with with mine, I like I seek out former athletes because mm. you know, it's it's so much easier to pull the badass back out of someone yes. than it is to stuff it in someone that's never had it. Yep. Yeah. So so like I, like I really don't target people that have been sedentary their entire lives. Like they, yeah. it's like you need a different person. Yeah. You know, it's like I need someone who's had it. And then I'm the right one to help you to help it resurface again. Yeah. You know, so like mm -hmm. that's that's my jam. Like my sister had gastric bypass years ago and she she comes, she came to me. Now this was her term. She said, yeah. Rob, we we gotta bring the fatties. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> She's like, we gotta bring the fatties. She's like, it's there's such a big market for people that have to lose weight before they have the surgery. Oh, yeah. And and I was like, um, sure there is, but that's not my jam. You know, mm -hmm. like I I don't work with the morbidly obese. Like and it's nothing against them. That that's right. just not my demographic. Right. I well, said, it's the same I, as go ahead. like kids and adults. Like yes. that would be that would be switching to children again. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's it's like yeah, I I was I lost forty five pounds once, but I, but I was never hundreds of pounds overweight. It's yeah. like like I I can't even relate to that mindset, you right. know. And, and it goes back to being your authentic self. But I was an athlete, an all American athlete that let himself go to where I had to lose those forty five pounds. So yeah. I can speak to that person who used to play college volleyball or D one yeah. soccer. Or even yeah. semi semi pro football, and then now they have a li little gut on them, and they kind of want to get back. I can talk to that person all day long. Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 I'm passionate about talking to that person. Mm -hmm. You know, so like there's someone else that can help the other the other people. Yep. You know that there's there's someone that maybe went or someone like my sister. She teaches pound classes now. You know, oh. so it's like you know she can talk to that person that was. I mean, she was 425 pounds. Wow. You know what I mean? So like she can wow. talk to someone who's yeah. overweight like that. She can yeah. speak their language. She can feel what what, what they're feeling, you know, yeah. and she can help get them there. So, yeah. So knowing who your target is, is key. Yeah. So and, and yeah. And how cool is that? Like that there's like when you're living in that mindset of abundance, yes. like there's always a, a client for everybody. Yes, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. See, and that's why I put this above us. Your true power lies in your story. Mm -hmm. And I say this almost every single show, but that's the premise of the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like telling telling the stories. Like, say, so, so, so but someone that's been looking at your website and contemplating, like, they can come back, hear this, hear why you do what you do, you know, hear what, what your plans are and how you want to yeah. take it beyond, beyond Rhode Island. You want to help help people reclaim their self-confidence and reclaim their, their, their sensuality, sexuality, mm -hmm. however you want to say it. But, but mm -hmm. to actually hear you go through it, now it's a whole different level. Like yeah. now, they, now they can connect with you. And yeah. when I get up here and talk about my clients, it's like, yeah, I can yell and scream and huff, huff and puff, but like, I want to change you. I want to transform you. Yeah. Like if you just want to go learn how to do push-ups, go go somewhere else. But yeah. if you want a complete mind shift change, I am the man for the job. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and and yeah. you you position yourself in the same way. Yeah. So with that being said, so give us some final thoughts. So if, there, if there's someone out there that's been looking at, at your website, maybe they're intimidated. What are the benefits to them just making a leap and stepping through the doors of your studio? Yeah. So if you are thinking about coming to dance with me and dance with the other people in our community, our dance fam is what we call it. Um, just take that first step. Take the first step and just know that I will take such good care of you. You will be surrounded by so much love and everyone in the room will be supporting not only you and your dance journey, but you and all of the goals that you have that are within your life, within your relationships, within your work, and it all combines together. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to share your story. And Thank you. 
Yep. And again, thank you for having me. This is a blast. It's so good to see you again and yes. see you doing your thing. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. And for those watching on the, well, listening on the audio, you can get in touch with Chrissy at kdfstudio.com. Okay, that's kdfstudio.com. Check out her classes, check out her scheduling. And if, if you're local here in Rhode Island, but uh, yeah, she's going to be expanding her YouTube channel. So she'll be able to have reach all across the globe. Yes. And uh, if you tuned in late and you don't know what the hell we're talking about, make sure you go back, watch yep. the rest of this episode, and it's good you stuff. Can, so good you can stuff. tell them to follow my Instagram, too, because that's where um, we post a lot of our content. Okay. It, is there, there a link to it on your site? Um, or if not, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, put yeah. a separate, I'll put a separate okay. banner up. What's the handle? Um, at KDF Studio. KDF Studio. Okay, so that's easy enough. So we'll throw that up there real quick and at KDF Studio on her Instagram. So again, thank you much. Uh, don't sign, don't sign out yet. Okay. Uh, Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> You're the only other one here. <laughs> All right. I'll see you backstage in a minute. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. So that was Chrissy dropping some knowledge. So got some deep in insight into how she runs her her fitness studio, her dance dance and fitness studio. And again, if you're someone that maybe struggles with self-esteem or self-confidence and you're looking for an outlet to just let yourself go, let yourself shine and let your creativity shine, give her give her a ring, man. Shout shout her out. So again, at KDF Studio or KDFstudio.com. And I will be back tomorrow with a bonus episode. You know, I usually don't stream on Thursdays, but I'm speaking with one of my longest tenured fitness clients who paid down $107,000 of student loan debt. And we're going to walk through that journey of how she did it. And then I'll be back again on Friday with a professional rugby champion. So that's all I got for you for today. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.